Hello everyone and welcome to the very first MindGuru podcast. For those of you who aren't yet following us, I'll leave a link in the description of this podcast. Please do so if you want to keep up to date with all of our new podcasts and video presentations. So let's get started. So I'll start with a bit of a background on the location, uh, where it was that it took place. So I was working in an office, uh, it was a fairly large size office. What we had was we had two floors in the building, uh, downstairs were the larger offices which had a dozen or so people in, and then upstairs was a bunch of smaller offices that were tighter together with only two or three people per room. Now originally I was in a larger office downstairs and things were fine. I was working alongside people which were similar interests to me, they were alright. Uh, and eventually it reached a point where someone in one of the upstairs offices got moved along and they needed a vacancy, to, they had a vacancy to fill. So I was the one who was chosen to go and fill that vacancy. Uh, so I ended up upstairs in a very small office, couldn't have been more than three meters by two meters in size. And I was on my own to begin with, it was okay. The work was monotonous, but it was easy. All it was, was uh, I would receive paperwork, process it on my computer, and then push it through to my boss, who would then do the same thing and then push it back to me and back and forth and back and forth and so on. And it was, uh, it was easy, it was steady, but it was a bit boring. And things were fine. Things were going really well, actually, uh, for quite a long time. And then I had a manager turn up. And this, uh, so he was a new manager. And he chose to go into my office with me. So as you can imagine, it was a very small office. There were two desks. Uh, one in either corner of the room with a computer on each and I must have been a meter away from him at all times now when he turned up uh, from the get-go he disliked me he showed that very clearly um, basically I am a bit of a bigger bloke um, I weigh a bit more than I probably should but it's not really a huge deal um, I'm still able to do the things that I need to do uh, but he seemed to take offence to my weight, and that was exactly what he got onto straight away. So it started off as uh, pokes, the occasional tactical insult. Uh, he would just say things which would make me feel uh, just bad about myself, really, in general. And it sort of carried on quite a lot, um, a few times a day, every day, pretty much. And I just, I was just wanting to get on with my work, to be honest. Um, but he was deliberately making my life awkward and difficult. Um, so it started off; it was tolerable um, to begin with because it was just, I can, I can brush it off. You know, I've, I've got tough skin, so I didn't let it get to me. And eventually, it just started to grow and grow. He got worse and worse as time passed. And. Uh, I, you know, I, I didn't want to go into work a lot of the time if he was there. If he wasn't there, I, I would do tons and tons of work. I'd be really productive. And then the days that he was here, I would struggle to get a lot of work done, mainly because he would be giving me um, irrelevant tasks that are far less important than what I'm doing. Um, bear in mind, I, I had a boss that I was reporting to as well, not just him. And I had his deadlines to meet. So... It was a lot of added pressure because he was making things a lot more difficult than they needed to be. And going forwards, uh, he would take opportunities to try and embarrass me in front of people. 
So, uh, for example, I would I was never late for work. I, I I'm always uh, on time with with what I do. And he would choose to make a poke at me in front of my boss, in front of my boss's boss, uh, in front of my peers, and he would he would make a comment about me uh, never being on time. And the problem is that with the management system that I work under, if I, uh, like I did, if I turn around and I say, actually, hold on a minute, I'm never late, you're wrong. Uh, well, in that case, I get jumped on by my management. So if the manager says something, bear in mind, I'm just a lackey, uh, then if I were to argue against it in any way, if I disagree with it, then my boss gets on his side against me. So then I have two people against me, not just the one. And the problem with that is that obviously it makes you feel abandoned, really. It makes you feel uh, like you're on your own. And uh, this this went on a lot. Uh, every opportunity he got, really, to try and make me look bad in front of my peers, in front of my, uh, my bosses, he would take it and he would try his best to make me look terrible. Uh, so this went on and on. For a long time, um, he would also make me come in late after work. Uh, so, for example, I'd be driving. Uh, I, I lived an hour away from where I worked, so I would have to drive every day. And there was a lot of times when I would be driving home, and I would be five, ten minutes away from my house, and I'd get a phone call, and he would say that I need to come back in. And I don't have a choice in that. I, I have to come back in, um, otherwise I end up getting disciplinary action against me. So I would come back into work and I would turn up and I'd say, what he's doing? And he's like, oh, uh, I just needed to check where you were. And then I'd go home. And he would do this on purpose to just make my life difficult. And it's happened multiple times. Um, and as it progressed, I started to get less tolerable, uh, less tolerant and less tolerant. Um, initially, I just asked uh, my, my uh, managers if or my boss, sorry, if I could move location to somewhere different. At start, at the start of it, I, I asked if I could just move downstairs again, because you know I was I was comfortable downstairs. I was I was happy. I was with people that I could work with, so I was happy to just move downstairs. I didn't need to get away from him. I just wanted to be out of that situation where it was so one on one. However, they didn't want me out of that position because I was doing such a good job in that position that there was no one else that could replace me at that point I would have to train someone up and there was nobody that was willing to be trained up to do it because in the end of the day it wasn't exactly like I was uh, being forced out I was asking to leave so I would have to find my own replacement since no one wanted to be replaced uh, sorry since no one wanted to replace me I didn't have that opportunity now I uh, I spent a lot of time uh, my own time learning how to better my skills in order to provide a job um as well as possible um, doing that doing that job so uh, to, the, to the point where I taught myself how to code in Microsoft Excel uh, which not a lot of people do because I wanted to make the process more efficient more streamlined for my boss to make me look a bit better and also to make things a bit smoother in the office and despite doing all of these things where I would go out of my own way to make improvements in the system that I was working with uh, he would completely ignore them and just focus on if my hair was looking a bit scruffy that day, for example. And he made things very difficult for me. Uh, he would always throw insults and he would always make things awkward. And I reached a point where uh, one day he gave me my um, 
my yearly report to me and it was an insult to my efforts it was an absolute it was horrendous how bad it was and I was uh, I was asking him questions about it uh, he, he would say things about me being late for example and I would say okay I, I want examples of when I was late because I know I haven't been and then he'd turn around and say that my attitude is unacceptable uh, so I say well no it's not an attitude actually it's I'm asking you for a fair review it's not too not too big of a thing and then he ended up getting my boss involved um, and I ended up just getting on the short end of everything really so driving home that day I was very very angry no I wasn't angry angry is not the right word I was upset because I felt like I had no control over anything that was going on I had no grasp on my career at that point so when I was driving home I, I rung my wife and I was just talking to her you know just explaining what was happened and, and how I felt and I just I had to pull over because I just burst into tears and I don't cry anybody who knows me knows I don't cry so I was really really quite upset about the way that he'd been treating me and that the way that this had all panned out it was too much for me to cope with at that point because I you know I need to progress I need to, to work better it feels like I'm, I'm wasting my life working under such a arrogant intolerable person and I felt like I was never gonna get out of that situation so the next day I went to the doctors and I spoke to them explained the situation and they uh, so they gave me to be fair to them they gave me two weeks off uh, off work on the sick under stress they just said go home spend some time with the family and just forget about it for a couple of weeks um, which was absolutely fantastic if I'm honest uh, it was so well deserved it was a fantastic two weeks and I, I really enjoyed being at home with the family um, I don't normally spend so much time at home uh, with the family so it was it was a very new experience for me um, but I, I was extremely happy there however coming to the end of the two weeks the dread set in and I was I was mortified that I was going back to work. So I went back to work and uh, surprise to me, the manager wasn't there. Um, he'd been sent away somewhere uh, for a few weeks, I think. And uh, so that meant I was on my own. And so I settled in, started working and then it was it was easy, it was comfortable. I was I was quite happy doing what I was doing. And it was it was great. Um, and then uh, I sort of, I think I got a bit cocky because I no longer expected him to turn up. And then he did. And immediately, so I'd seen the doctors, sorry, I'd seen the doctors a couple of times during that period for them to check up on me to make sure that I was making progress. And I, I said to him, I was, I was obviously fantastic. And then he turned up. And that very same day, I had to go back to the doctors in the afternoon because he had turned up and he was horrific to me. He was absolutely horrendous. And I, I had to go, you know, I, I didn't even tell him, I just, I just said, right, I'm going on break. And then I went down to the doctors. Um, when I got to the doctors, uh, they were not surprised to see me, if I'm honest, um, because, you know, they said that, well, if the problem, well, the problem clearly was him, so it's just a matter of time before he turned back up uh, and the problem re-arose. So they prescribed me with some uh, anti-anxiety medication to begin with 
um, and they gave me some more time off. Uh, so they gave me, um, I think it was mitazapine with the tablets they gave me, and they really did not settle well with me at all. Um, I was very on edge taking them. They screwed my system. I didn't like it. Um, however, they, you know, they gave me some time to adjust, so it worked. It worked out all right in the end. Uh, and basically, I had to get the ball rolling with moving because I was like, well, if he's the problem and he's going to be there for at least a couple of years, I can't be here. I can't stay around this man. And I, I've made complaints about him, but they were falling on deaf ears. Um, the guy who was in charge of our welfare, as as far as like uh, complaints is concerned, he had the opinion of, well, he's your manager, he's right. You're just a lackey. You're wrong. You know, stop, stop being arrogant. Stop being annoying. You know. Um, so I, uh, yeah, I wasn't exactly happy about that. I went under the care of the uh, Defence Mental Health Services, and they so they gave me a psycho uh, psychological review when I went in there, and it was all right. I felt like it was a bit sort of like I knew what they were saying anyway. Um, you know, they weren't telling me anything new. I knew what the problem was. I just physically couldn't cope with the stress itself um, and the anxiety that I was getting from it. So I don't feel like they did much for me, if I'm honest. Um, I saw them sort of every now and then. I'd, I'd go in and, and I'd have a chat with the counsellor that I had. And again, yeah, he, he just sort of said what I already knew. So I don't feel like I made any progress with them. Uh, and eventually, however, so we're talking like six months down the line of me being in this position. Eventually, I managed to get moved from that office and I moved away somewhere uh, 40-odd, 50 miles away from there. So definitely a, a far enough distance away from him. And uh, it was it was phenomenal, the difference. So I moved away to this new office. Um, nobody really knew me very well, so it was a bit of a fresh start anyway. And... I was just, I walked into work and I, I just, I didn't get any grief of anybody. You know, nobody gave me any aggro and it was really weird. I was, uh, I was uncomfortably comfortable, if that makes sense. Nobody was giving me any disrespect. It was just normal. It was a nice place to work. And I instantly felt better. The relief was overwhelming. And, you know, I, I, cause I, cause, uh, I was still seeing the doctors at that point, the, uh, the, the psychiatrists, psychologists at that point. And they said that there was a marked improvement in my health the day I moved. So the problem was him. There wasn't anything else. The other people weren't the problem. It was just that one person who was making my life hell. And uh, the way that the world works meant that I didn't have any power against him. To be able to get him to leave me alone so uh, the only thing I could do was to just move myself and yeah so when I moved everything went to, everything went back to normal everything was fine it was great um, and I've been I've been fine since then um, however <laughs> uh, about uh, I think about six months maybe eight months after moving to this office I was out for a run one day in the local area and I bumped into him when he was out for a run. And when I saw him, my heart dropped. I was like, oh no, He, please tell me he's not moved to this office. 
because if he has, he's going to ruin everything that I've got. Um, he hadn't. He was just there temporarily for the week, so I was very relieved when I heard that. Um, but it's amazing the amount of power someone can have over your mental health um, when they are, you know, in a position of power over you. And I, I do feel that it's a responsibility of managers. Um, bosses, anyone, anyone who's in charge of someone else, you have a responsibility to take care of the mental health of all of your subordinates, um, and you have you have to treat them with respect. So, uh, when it ended, basically, uh, was the day that I moved back to well, moved to the new office that I'm at, and that was it. It was over. No, I was I was happy. I was comfortable. Um, but one one of the things that I did learn about myself was that I can't rely on the support of others. I have to rely on myself. Uh, For example, the doctors, they gave me tablets. They didn't really do anything. They gave me time off. Yeah, but it it ends eventually, doesn't it? And the uh, psychiatrists and psychologists, they didn't really help me much. So the only support that I really had was support from myself, maybe my wife and, you know, my my family. But I, I learned that I have to be more aware and more knowledgeable about my own mental health so I could take care of it myself in the future Uh, and that's sort of what inspired me to create a mental health support network for my peers and my colleagues and my friends because I I do believe firmly that you can rely on other people however ultimately your mental health is down to you so the more you know the more you can affect it and the more control you have over your own mental health so that's pretty much the end of that story. Um, I have other stories, but I will leave them for a later date. Uh, and to, so the next podcast that we're going to have will be a guest podcast. Um, he'll be sharing uh, one of his stories about his dealings with mental health. And it'll pretty much be the same sketch as mine, um, just individual. So hopefully he can give you some other experiences. Maybe you might have experienced them yourself. Maybe not, but you can learn from his experience, uh, just as I could learn from everyone else's experience. If you have an experience that you want to share, uh, if you think that people could do with listening to what you have to say, if you uh, send us a message via Facebook to MindGuru, uh, I will arrange having a podcast session with yourself and uh, where you can share whatever you want to your heart's content. And hopefully people listen. If people don't, then they don't. It's up to them. Anyway, thank you for listening, and I'll see you on the next podcast.